0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here for the Locked On Big 12 Podcast. Today is June 11th. It is a Friday in the year 2021, and on the show today, a fun thought exercise. So what if they did have the college football playoff at 12 teams last year under the format that was proposed? What would it look like? I did a breakdown of it. We'll discuss that and also discuss the uh, you know more kind of revelations and more news from yesterday and just uh, want to clarify things. I'm not sure I was that clear on yesterday's podcast, so a couple clarifications as well. All right, so we're going to start off with a bit of a rehashing of yesterday, right? The committee is kicking around a 12-team playoff right now. It's not approved yet, but it's kind of where we are heading. And just to rehash, top six seeds are the six highest-ranked conference champions via the College Football Playoff Committee. Uh, Notre Dame cannot be a top six seed. The top four seeds would get buys into the second round uh, of the College Football Playoff. And then... Five would be 12, up uh, would play 12 rather. Six would play 11, seven, 10, eight, nine. All right, so that's kind of how that would line up and then they would be matched up uh, accordingly. Those first round games, five through 12, where the two conference champions have got auto bids and then the six teams that are at large bids are going to be on campuses. So a couple other notes uh, is that I believe with the conference champions, those teams just get seated one through six, right? So if you win your conference, you are going to be a top six seed. Now, the top four seeds, you know, there'll be some fighting amongst them for those top four spots. But if you win a conference, you of the top six teams, you'd be up there. So what's really interesting is I'm looking at last year's, and it would have been a wild year. Wild year, absolutely, 110%, if they had done a 12-team playoff last year. Now it's COVID, but it's also fun to do this exercise and talk about what it would have looked like last year. So by my accord... This is what it would have been. Your 1C would have been Alabama. Your 2, Clemson. Your 3, Ohio State. Your 4, Oklahoma. Your 5, Cincinnati. Your 6, Coastal. Now, you might say, why the hell would it end up like this? Where is the Pac-12 champion? But keep in mind, the Pac-12 champion uh, last season was USC, right? Or uh, it was Oregon, rather. And Oregon was uh, 25th. That's what they were ranked by the end of the year, right? USC would have been... Uh, definitely in, in this conversation, definitely, but they did not make it due to uh, their season last year. So this does hurt teams like a BYU and independent, but Notre Dame should be okay. Uh, so once again, one Alabama, two Clemson, three Ohio State, four Oklahoma, five Cincinnati, and six Coastal because in the rankings, it went one Alabama, two Clemson, three Ohio State, uh, four Notre Dame, 5 AM, six Oklahoma. Now, Ohio State, or excuse me, rather Notre Dame, a&M, not conference champions, not eligible for it, as my dog is barking downstairs. You folks, you got to know, we got the wedding shower this weekend for my brother's fiance. So uh, a lot of activity here at the neighbor's household. Just had to put up with a little bit of it of it today. But we continue on. So it's one Alabama, two Clemson, three Ohio State, four Oklahoma, five Cincinnati, six Coastal, seven Notre Dame. Uh, and I'm going to really pause there. Coastal would have been your last team, right? So uh, in the, the position they were in, 12th, Right, they're the sixth conference champion. Bama won the uh, the, AC, uh, the SEC. Clemson wins the ACC. Ohio State wins the uh, Big Ten, so there's three. Oklahoma wins the Big 12, that's four. Cincinnati wins the American, that's five. And Coastal won the Sun Belt, so that's six. And there's nobody else ahead of them that won their conference. So the at-larges would have been Notre Dame as your seven because they were the highest-ranked uh, the highest ranked, um. Non, non, uh, uh, non-automatic bid. Wow. So Notre Dame 7, a m 8, Florida 9, UGA 10, Iowa State 11, Indiana 12. Now, I think there would have been a bit more shuffling with where these teams were seated, Because, and you'll see in one second, the way it sets up is the one seed plays the winner of the 8 and 9. The 8 and 9 right now is a m and in Florida. So right now on that part of the bracket, you've got... Bama against the winner of AM and Florida. That game would be played uh, at college station. The issue is that game was played earlier in the year. That game already happened, right? So the winner of that game, A AM or Florida, would go to play a game against Bama that already happened earlier in the year. You'd get Bama AM round two uh in this situation. So they'd probably flip that, but it'd be AM and Florida against Bama in a neutral location. Once again, I hope they flip that to where the round of eight. If this does come to pass, by the way. But if they do go to the round of eight, right, uh, we hope that they put those on campus. So the two seed would be Clemson on the opposite side of the bracket. Uh, They would play the winner of Notre Dame and Georgia. Now, those two teams have played in the past, uh, but that game would be in South Bend. So I think that'd be a lot of fun to see the JT Daniels-led UGA offense against this Notre Dame team with Ian Buck that made a great accounting of themselves uh, in the ACC all season that came up short in the ACC championship game and um, got did find their way into the playoffs. So they would be a 7-10. Now, the issue with that is you're going to be get you know, if Notre Dame were to pull that one off, you get another rematch. Actually, you get the round three between Notre Dame and Clemson, which would be quite annoying uh, if we got that for a third time. So hopefully uh, UGA will be able to pull that one off. But once again, they'd flip some of these rankings just a tad. All right. Back to the Bama side. So you got Bama against the the eight or the nine. The four seed on that side, because one lines up with four, obviously. Oklahoma. Oklahoma, eight and two, would have been your four seed. They'd be coming off that Iowa State win. They would play the winner of Cincinnati and Indiana. Now, both those teams are really good. This would be Indiana without Michael Penix. So I think that you figure Cincinnati probably wins that game. And I think Cincinnati-Oklahoma would be a very intriguing matchup. Two teams playing their best ball of the year. At that time, we saw Cincinnati went on to play in that bowl game against Georgia, a bowl game that did mean a lot. Aziz Ojolari went out there and won the damn game for, uh, for Georgia you know, in that tight contest that, honestly, let's be honest, Cincinnati should have won. So, um, once again, OU from the Big 12, whoop, whoop, would have played Cincy or Indiana. And the winner of that game of OU and them would have gone to play the winner of Bama uh, against AM or Florida. Or on the other side of the bracket, so the same side as Clemson. The three seed would be Ohio State. Your six would be Coastal, hosting number 11 seed Iowa State. That would be a fascinating game if it took place um, last year. That game also would be in Conway, South Carolina. So the six seed Coastal would host the 11 seed Iowa State in Conway. Now, I would like Iowa State's chances in that environment. I think Iowa State rounded into form – uh, much like Oklahoma did later in the year. I know that performance in the Big 12 championship game was not excellent offensively. But still, I feel like that would have been a game that would have been a lot of fun to see, and they would have played. the winner would have played Ohio State. And look, I think there's a chance that Iowa State doesn't beat o- uh, uh, Ohio State, but I think Iowa State could definitely put up a really good fight against that Ohio State team last year. We saw them just slice and dice Clemson, I know. But, I mean, look, against Northwestern, they had to earn it against Indiana. They had to earn it, and Iowa State is a team... That can make you earn it at times. So That's what it would have looked like last year. Now, let's turn the the clock back to 2019 to see what it would have looked like in a 2019 full season. But first, before we do that, let's take a break and hear a word from our sponsors. Today's Locked On Big 12 podcast is brought to you by rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is the best place to find affordable parts for your car or truck. They've got thousands of parts from hundreds of manufacturers Motor oil, you know, uh, carpet, brake lamps, whatever the hell you guys need, they got it there at RockAuto.com. You go there today, you'll find the best prices you'll find anywhere. Don't pay up to twice as much for the same parts. If you go to RockAuto.com right now, put "Locked On" in their "How did you hear about us?" box. That way, they know that we sent you amazing selection, always low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's RockAuto.com. Today's Locked On Big 12 podcast is also brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is the best place uh, to get all of your sports gaming needs, NBA, NHL, MLB, everything you guys want, horse racing, boxing, UFC, big card this weekend, all of those things you can find at BetOnline.ag. Use your tablet, use your iPhone, uh, use whatever you guys need, you know, your devices to go sign up there. What you guys can do is use the promo code Locked On, L O C K E D O N, Locked On, and you'll receive a fifty percent deposit bonus. So if you deposit hundred, extra fifty on top of that for you at BetOnline.ag today. Once again, BetOnline—they are your online sportsbook experts. All right, so let's take a look at what 2019 would have been like. So I'm using the rankings, and I did it for the last one after week 15. So that would have been after the conference championship weekend. This is what you had: your one seed LSU, your two seed Ohio State your three-seed Clemson, your four-seed Oklahoma. Your five-seed would have been Oregon with their Pac-12 championship win over the Utah Utes. And then your six-seed would have been Memphis. Now, what's really funny is, um, you know, the top six seeds, you go the rest of away. Your seven's UGA, eight is Baylor, nine is Wisconsin, 10 would be Florida, 11 would be Penn State, and your 12 would be Utah. Now, so the problem with this is, With this bracket is that, uh, we'll we'll go through it as as, you know. We'll explain as we go through here. So LSU would have played the winner of a Baylor Wisconsin game in Waco, which would have been nuts, and that would have been awesome to see the fact that Baylor and Matt Rule hosting a game and was one of their great seasons um, and very deserving of of a top eight ranking. Then you go on to the I'll go to the OU as a four seed. They're playing the five twelve. The issue with this is it's Oregon and Utah, right? So uh, Oregon is your five as your Pac twelve champion and then Utah finished the season ranked 11th, right? So at that point, you would be having... Uh, Utah would play Oregon a second week consecutively, which is something that they'd want to avoid. So I'd be interested to see if they'd flip, you know, maybe a Utah and a Penn State, you know, um, because the 7-10 matchup is UGA in Florida, which is a rematch. Your 6-11 matchup is Memphis against Penn State, right? So that's, that's how that would be setting up uh, the rest of the way. So... I think this will be interesting. Now, once again, they're going to have to move some pieces around to prevent rematches, and there could be some nightmare scenarios where, look, let's just say, you know, Oregon, um, you know, this will happen more in an SEC setting, but Oregon's your five seed, Utah is your twelve seed, and let's just say your eleven seed or your thirteen seed, whatever it is, uh, you know, the teams that just missed out are Pac-12 teams. At that point, you're basically in a situation where no matter kind of how you flip it. Right, you're going to be having situations where a, uh, where you, you might have a rematch. They, they might have to have some rematches. Now the good news is you know if it was this year, I don't think people would have minded rematches as much, but you do run the risk of running games back a second or third time, right? Uh, UGA Florida a second time. Now it's great rivalry, but and it'd be cool to see them do it again this time an actual uh, this one would be at Georgia, so that'd be really compelling. But uh, that would be, you know, a situation where you'd be running a game back. So that's kind of some threads that I've noticed throughout this. Um, And and once again, I do think they need to make their criteria a bit more clear as we move forward, you know, what they're looking for. But, um, you know, they can obviously amend this at any time that they want to. Right. But uh, I I think last year's 2019's other would have been an interesting case. And I definitely think that what we have to think about now is I just touched on it they're going to seed the teams differently, right? They're going to rank the teams differently. And that is something, uh, you know, based on that rematch idea, right? They're going to have to because they don't want to run back. I mean, UGA Florida, okay, you can run that one back. But you can't run back uh, the Pac-12 championship game. You can't run back Utah and Oregon because I was just looking it up. If you go back to that 2019 uh, Utah-Oregon game, it was a blowout. 2019 Uh, Pac-12 championship game. Oregon handled Utah in that game. It was not necessarily close at all. And you would not want to run that contest back. Uh, It was 37-15. to Yeah, you wouldn't want to run that one back again, right? There's there's no point of having that game go again. Now, I'm totally cool with seeing a uh, UGA-Florida matchup, right? I think that would have been compelling. I think people definitely would have wanted to see that. And I know a lot of people argued for Georgia to get in back in 2019 or 2018, I think is when they got the argument to be back in, but you can, you see what I'm saying, right? People, uh, people want teams, you know, that's kind of rematch that you'd want to happen. Memphis Penn state, funny enough, actually happened at a bowl game that year. And, um, you know, that would have been compelling as well. Now, what, what I want to mention here is that sure, LSU is a great case of us probably arriving at the same national champion that we thought we were going to have, but, You can't say this hasn't made things more interesting or more fun. Now, what I will say is, uh, you know, the bowl conversation came up yesterday, and this does kind of diminish some of the bowls. I agree with that. But we had some big bowl games this past couple years, like A&M and North Carolina was not good because a lot of the players from North Carolina were sitting out. A lot of their NFL guys were all out in that game. Sam Howe versus the world, essentially, in that game. You look at uh, another game, Oklahoma and Florida. I mean, Florida pulled Trask in that game. I know he looked horrible, and Oklahoma deserves credit, but none of the skill guys for Florida played, and that's kind of the big draw of seeing those kids go out there and compete. And also this happened across various bowl games to to certain degrees, and it's nice to see other guys get some run, right? And, um, you know, that's just it's kind of where we're at, right? It's, It's kind of where we're at at this point, you know, that bowl games have become diminished a bit. But I do think that this includes everybody. This kind of will prevent that those teams at the top having guys sit. Yeah, you might have some guys sit in other bowl games, but still this is now more meaningful games that teams are going to get to play. Another point that was brought up yesterday is that uh, by Ari Temkin at SiriusXM, I really don't think that they could – I really don't think there's any chance that they could have gone from um, 4-12 to to teams now potentially playing – Look, if you're an eight or a nine seed, in Baylor's case, they played 13 games, right? Lost in the in the uh, Big 12 championship game. All right, if they play LSU in game number 14. Oh, excuse me, Wisconsin or uh, Baylor game number 14 of the season, right? They pull an upset there. They're playing game number 15. They win there. They're playing game number 16. Championship would put you at 17. I don't think there's any way that these kids could be playing 17 games. NIL wasn't coming down the pike, I don't think you could any way, shape or form demand the kids to play more games. If there was no compensation at all, because what you're essentially doing is you're going to up the amount of cash you're going to make off this, this event off this tournament. And what you're also going to do is, uh, you know, I mean, create more outcry, right? People saying, Hey, why, why aren't the players getting some of this? Well, it's good to see now that um, the players were able to get a piece of the pie. And what I mean by that is no, they aren't directly getting revenues from the tournament, but if you make some plays, you know, if, if you do anything of note, you know, if a kid from Coastal or Memphis can go on a run and make themselves more recognizable, right, uh, you know, it's, it could help their draft stock. It could help them as a brand. So I think the fact they can now make money off of their brands and they have those opportunities now makes me a bit more okay with going to 17 games. I don't love it. Uh, I don't like it in the NFL going to potential 17 games for players. I think that's still far too many for college kids. Um, you know, it's just me. At this point, but, you know, if they're heading that way, the kids have an opportunity to make money. That's good. Then things are, you know, as long as it's done in a way that allows the kids to profit uh, off themselves and make some money off of their success, I am all for it in that context. So a lot of consequences are going to happen from this. But I I think that this expansion definitely does not occur unless unless the NIL stuff is coming down uh, down the line. Um, and so I think we're going to have a conversation about that next week, especially because uh, the NCAA is, at, is, is in D.C. this week, basically. Uh, they're on Capitol Hill, and it's being heard. Their cases are being heard about uh, NIL and, and how, it's going to, um, how it's going to manifest itself. All right, let's take one more break, and then we'll look ahead to this weekend's Big 12 baseball action. Some stuff already going on as I record this podcast. But what to look for this weekend on the diamond from the Big 12. But first, a word from our sponsors. Today's Locked On Big 12 podcast is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting, best for you protein bar in the game today. Go to builtbar.com, check out the nine available flavors that they have right now. Uh, I tried guys when I tried Built Bar the first time, I was like, oh my god! And every single time they send me stuff, I'm always like, oh my god, this is amazing. They've got something for everybody. They've got Built Go and Built Boost as well, which help you get through the day, get you get fired up. Uh, and ready for whatever you got coming that day. So check them out at builtbar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCKED15. And you'll get 15% off your next purchase at builtbar.com. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. All right, here's what's coming up this weekend in the college, well, the college baseball tournament, let's say college world series. We're not quite there yet, but this weekend uh, is the Super Regionals in college baseball, and we already have Some action right now. Vanderbilt won today 2-0 over ECU. Uh, Right now in the bottom of the eighth, Stanford is hammering our Texas Tech Red Raiders. Not good for the conference. They're down 14-2 right now. NC State and Arkansas is later on tonight. Ole Miss and Arizona. And then tomorrow you get Game 2 of the series between Texas Tech and Stanford. That is at 3 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, so 2 Central. And then uh, also the Game 2s of the NC State series of the Vanderbilt Series, Game 1 of UVA-Dallas Baptist, Game 1 of Notre Dame-Mississippi State, Game 1 of LSU-Tennessee, Game 1 of USF and Florida, and then Game 2 of Arkansas-NC State, Game 2 of uh, Ole Miss and Arizona. So a whole lot happening this weekend in the super regional, in the baseball world. Hopefully Texas Tech can rally. Hopefully Texas can make it to the College World Series. We can get a couple teams and slide them in there. That would be great for the conference. We're still basking in the glory of the Oklahoma Sooners win in the NCAA Softball college uh, Women's College World Series. That was awesome to see. It's been fun to, to kind of relive all that stuff online right now, so go check that stuff out. All the Oklahoma pages have it. And once again, check out Locked On Sooners as well. They have full coverage of yesterday's game and the entire championship. All right, that will do it for today's show. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at big 12 You can follow me at Neighbors underscore. Until next time, my friends, as always, stay safe.